This is the Smooth Operator Podcast. I'm Adam Liette, Director of Operations for a seven-figure online business and eight-year veteran of Army Special Operations. On this show, we get into the tactical nitty-gritty of what it really takes to run a thriving online business because at the end of the day, operators lead the way. What's up, Smoother Operators? Welcome to Friday, end of the week. Man, we made it. Give yourself a round of applause. And you know what that means. It means we're on the Friday show. It means I have another great guest for the podcast today. And man, you know you know the energy I like to bring. You know the, the great people I like to bring. And we are always exploring a wide variety of different things, different skills. Different. I mean, this is not just about business. This is about life. This is about building the best person that we can in ourselves. And that's why I'm so excited for this particular episode, because today I'm joined by Jared Hanning from MindsetPerformance.co. And I just want to ask you guys, like, you know, that feeling when I don't know if y'all live out in the country or I do. I live in the country. OK, and out here in the country, we have this wonderful thing called a corn maze. If you're in a corn maze, like you have you, you're never quite sure if you should go left or right. But if you're above the corn maze, you can see it. And suddenly the corn maze is no longer a mystery. Like you can see your way out. You can see where all the hidden passages are. Well, this is what Jared Hanning does for business owners. He teaches them how to think at a higher level. So they're able to see that whole picture. And suddenly all those obstacles that we see in front of our way that we're making up sometimes, that we're perceiving, they no longer exist. So everything he teaches comes down to this one thing. A breakthrough in your business will first happen as a breakthrough in your thinking. Guys, I'm so excited about this. And I, I recorded a TikTok about it this morning. So if you're not following me on TikTok, check it out. I'm on the Tiki Talks. Um, but that's why I can't wait for this show. So Jared, I'm so happy to have you here. How are you doing today? Uh, great, my friend. Glad to be here. Fantastic. Dude, you have one heck of an interesting story. And funny thing is jared and i both come from a classical music background mm -hmm. and so I'd, I'd love to hear some of your your backstory how you came to this place uh so currently at the mindset gym and before this i was classical music um the connection though is when you are engaged in music you're using more different parts of your brain than any other time of your life even simply clapping along to the radio or singing while you're driving down the road you're using more different parts. Um, it's actually about 14 different sections of your brain that light up like a fireworks show. Um, this is different from, um, say, athletic performance, where the better your body is performing, the less of your brain you're using. And so at the time I was in classical music, I was teaching people how to access different parts of their brain on demand. Um, we do this by going through your body. And then about 15 years ago, I moved over to only doing that. Uh, so just running the mindset gym. That's fantastic. And, you know, I think like the benefit of a classical music education is where we are taught to think at this different level. We're taught to perceive things. I, I can almost see things in color in a way, if that makes sense, like in yeah. noise and color. Uh, the downside is everybody's like, oh, I like to listen to this classical music while I work. And I can't because I get so distracted by it. <laughs> Instead, I need like white noise. I need like pure, like there's this wonderful track on YouTube where it's like uh, 
it's like the sound of rain and like that's what i need to work i can't work to music i don't know if, if have you experienced anything like oh, that i have the same thing and i always felt like a weirdo my whole life because i was a full-time classical yeah i played principal viola with the south carolina philharmonic and i didn't listen to music uh, i never listened to music outside of playing it no at yeah. home no like fiddling in the garage no no other time and it was it was for that reason that you mentioned um if i'm listening to music i want to listen to the music and right. what makes classical music, um, the beauty of it is so subtle and, and nuanced, uh, careful color changes and, and texture changes. And when you're driving down the road, the road noise drowns those out. Or when you're piddling around in the garage, the garage noise drowns those out. So I just, yeah. I didn't listen to music. Well, the blessing in the, of that for me personally is that's how I got into podcasts because I couldn't listen to it either. And doubly with uh, working out, I'm a big runner. And I can't run to music because I have to stay in step. Like it's a curse. <laughs> I've too many years in marching band. Oh my gosh. That's good. My, uh, my brother is a um, professional swing dancer. He competes in a style of dance called West Coast Swing. He's taken second in the world uh, two years now. And every now and then he'll send me a video of some other dancers or a video maybe of a, a song that he's working on. And for several years, my my number one criticism was their feet are not actually in time with the music. Like, how is it that this couple got first or second or third in the world and their feet aren't actually in time with the music? And um, after a while, he he started to notice it, too. And it was like, how, what what is it about the dance community that doesn't it's like the music might as well not even be there. Um and but but now he's he's shifted a little bit and he's 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 getting his feet to line up a little bit more small musician complaint i guess <laughs> well before all this i was a music educator as well and like we had a music education company online music education company and we would have dancers come to us with that exact concern like i i just can't feel the beat like can you guys help me feel the beat and like well yes we can yes we wow. have a course for that Wow. So, nice little sub niche, which is you know, bigger, you know, gosh, we can go into marketing about sub niches, but let's not do that because we're here for a very important reason. <laughs> so just, um, just because I believe in pure transparency for all you listeners, um, I, I do work with Jared on a professional level. Um, you know, we're getting ready to get started together because I'm like y'all, like I bring my own junk to the table you know, we all have these things that are blocking us. And um, when when Jared was walking me through some of these things and started working with me, I'm like, dude, like my people got to hear about you, which is really what prompted me to get him on the show. So really, like, let's let's dive in and like explain to me what exactly when we you talk about the gym and and like mindset performance, like what exactly happens inside of your program? Uh, so this isn't life coaching. This isn't advice. You don't need advice. You already know what to do. Um, this isn't business coaching. Uh, you don't you don't need business systems and models. The, those are all free. Just Google YouTube. It's your friend. Um, this is training at the gym. Um, and the reason we do that is because it's felt sensations inside your body that cause your brain to rewire itself. Um, if you're missing clarity, if you're missing confidence, um, it, it's not advice on what to do. It's the feeling 
of how it feels while you're doing it that causes your brain to rewire itself. So in the gym, mm -hmm. um, we rewire your thinking patterns with a set of exercises called mindset pushups. And we are stacking those in the best op, uh, order for you uh, with a Nobel nominated process called the mind scan. Mm. I think that's so empowering because it's so easy to chase every last little method and new guru trick and whatever we're learning to try to achieve success in our business. But like you said, like we already know what to do. It's just we're putting these own obstacles in front of us. And it's it's like this junk that builds up and and like all it results in inaction. Is that is that about what you see from from your clients? Um my clients that come to the gym, sometimes they come because they feel life calling them to something bigger, but they aren't sure what it is. Um, and you know, on some level you can sympathize with that. Uh, if you don't know where you're going, it's it's hard to find the motivation to go. Uh, some people know where they're going. They know what life is calling them to, um, but they don't have quite the confidence that, that would help them to take. They, they believe uh, in magical thinking. Magically, other people can do it. Magically, it works out for other people, but they're special. Out of the 8 billion people on the planet, they're the only one that taking those actions will not work for. Um, so great. Yeah. Come to the Mindset Gym and we we actually remove the the head trash. We remove the the limiting beliefs that have been tripping you up, that get you out of the weeds, back onto the beaten path. Um, something about that that mindset, though. Um, by the way, mindset is not a personality trait. It's not an attitude. It's not necessarily a way of viewing the world. Um, you can be introverted. Uh, you can, it doesn't matter. Um, a mindset is a strategic way of thinking. Um, that produces a predictable result. Um, because of that, it's a way of thinking, a skill set that anybody can take on for themselves to produce the same result. Um, and in that mindset, a couple interesting things. Um, sometimes people say, uh, well, gosh, you know, I just, I don't know. Um, for example, um, I know what I do, but I'm not sure who is the best client for what I do. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, we, we find that out by turning over rocks, like go serve a hundred people, uh, survey them on what they got out of it. And now, you know, <laughs> right. um, so the question is, isn't how do you get clarity? The question is what's keeping you from being in action about serving a hundred people and then serving them. What's, what's, what's keeping you there. And that's what we remove so that you're in action. Um, some people say, well, gosh, you know, I want to get into business, but I'm not sure what business I should get into. Uh, okay. Yeah. We solve that the same way. Go start having conversations with people, start asking them what their pain points are. And in that process, you'll see patterns that, that you want to jump in and be a part of help solving. Yeah, but we do that with turning over rocks, like, you know, a hundred phone calls later, and then looking at the data. So it's not how to do it. It's, it's what's keeping you from taking those actions. And that's where the mindset gym comes in so that we can remove mm. Uh, whatever's holding you back there. That's a really fun way of looking at mindset, which often gets like associated with this, like woo woo, whatever. <laughs> I mean, like if I just have the right crystals, my mindset will be right. All love and respect to y'all, y'all that get into that stuff. Um, I'm I'm far more practical just for for my own purposes. Have you found that 
identity has a lot to do with that. Like whatever identity someone associates with themselves or believes in. Oh like gosh. That. Yes. Yes. That's actually a, a fundamental core tenet of the mindset gym um, by rewiring the thinking patterns, by activating different parts of your brain, it causes those other aspects of your freedom, your power, your self-expression, the other identities. There, there's exercises we actually go through that bring the superhero version of you. Because I promise there's been times in my life that you have shown up bigger than anything. You have moved mountains and created miracles on 24-hour notice. You've done that. And what we do at the gym is we take that aspect and we just make that kind of your daily your daily way of showing up. But yes, it is an identity. When you begin to see yourself as the kind of person that does that, life changes. Um, and that's one of the first things that people get out of the gym is learning who they are as an eternal energy, learning who they are as an eternal value. And when they see that, who they really are and what their mindset is really capable of, half of their to-do list disappears instantly. Half the things that they were worrying about and dragging their feet on just disappears, goes away, doesn't even matter. They could care less because they're up to something bigger in life. Um, wow. Yes, I'm a firm believer in identity and um, working through the uh, five key archetypes um, is, is a very important process. Well, I would, I, I have my to-do list. I have a love-hate relationship with my to-do list. <laughs> I sometimes get it done. <laughs> and I know like you are not a fan of to-do lists. I'm not. And so I'm not so, like, this is going against part of my identity to explore this, but Hey man, I'm all about uncovering, you know, flipping over rocks. So why do identity lists or why do to-do lists lower our income, lower our cap of our potential? Uh, yes. Uh, being focused on getting things done actually lowers your income. Um, and uh, your to-do list and, and organizing your life around to-do list actually keeps you from making progress. Um, there's, there's a couple ways for this. Uh, some of it's practical, but some of it gets into that mindset. Remember, mindset is a strategic way of thinking, a strategic way of solving problems. Uh, and this comes from just thousands and thousands of mind scans on the, the people that go from seven figures to eight figures, as opposed to the people that make six figures. And then next year, they're still making six figures. Um, just lots of data there is what has helped to tease this out. So a couple of principles are at play. Um, if your mindset is that action gets results, so more action will get more results, then I also know that your to-do list always has more on it than you have time to get done. And there's two subtle reasons for this. One of them is, um, when the brain focuses on uh, taking action to solve problems in the world, then it just looks for more action to take. It's just looking for more little dopamine hits. What action can I take so that I feel comfortable wrapped up in my little whoopee? Well, here's the trap. Um, you get the dopamine hit. You feel like you, you did something uh, at the cost of making a difference. You see, whenever you're doing the work, and this is the second, um, if I could have this as a poster in everybody's office across the world, if I'm doing the work, I'm falling behind. Whatever that task is that you just did, it doesn't matter how good you are at it or how fast you get it done. Because you did the task, instead of addressing why it ever came up to start with, tomorrow you're still going to be doing the task. Uh, for example, uh, a customer comes in and they have a question on how to use your product. And so you uh, answer the question. Well, guess tomorrow you're going to have another customer with the same question. Mm -hmm. um, and if you just put a frequently asked questions on your website, 
that doesn't really solve it either. Why is the question coming up to start with? What can we change in the onboarding process? What can we change in our marketing sequence so that the question never even exists anymore? And when you solve the problem there on a system level, you never mm. again have to do it. So to-do lists tend to be filled with little short tasks that we check off, but they aren't things that actually make a long-term difference. Um, but worse than that, worse than that, when you're checking things off your to-do list, oh, I got this done. It took five minutes. Oh, I got this done. It took 10 minutes. Look on your to-do list. Is there anything there that couldn't be delegated for $15 an hour provided the person had the right training or video or template to check? I mean, it really, is there anything there? Sales calls, prospecting calls, service call. No, there's nothing there that couldn't be delegated for $15 an hour. So the more excited you are about checking things off the to-do list, the more excited you are paying yourself the lowest amount that day. Sorry, I'm done preaching. To-do lists are a touchy subject for me. <laughs> the funny thing is like you're saying this and it's kind of like wrapping up in this whole theme of like push-ups. You know, if I think of push-ups, I think of like the you know you look in the mirror afterwards and like oh, i did my push-ups look that but also like you're saying some of these things about to-do lists i'm like looking in the mirror at myself going oh crap i got this big giant to-do list right next to me on the desk ah oh there's gonna, a great there's a great correlation there i'm glad that you touched on that push-ups um are effort they are resistance mm -hmm. when you're done you feel the after pains of effort and resistance Checking things off your to-do list is not effort or resistance. Checking things off your to-do list feels good. Ooh, wee, man, I checked this off. Oh, man, it only took 10 minutes. I got it. Oh, it feels so good. And at the end of the day, you get all that dopamine and identity. Look at me. I'm getting things. I check so much off my to It feels good. You all wrapped up in your whoopee. But you didn't make a hill of beans difference. And tomorrow you're going to have to do it all over again. I'll tell you what doesn't feel good. Planning ahead. Documenting processes. Building systems. Mm -hmm. Delegating it to people. Looking over their shoulder because they're going to screw it up three or four times. Keeping back. How can I fix it? That doesn't feel good. It, it, it feels like you're wasting your time. It feels like you're not getting anything done. But it's actually what wow. makes a long-term difference. Well, it does skills. feel good if you're following the smooth operation system, but that's a shameless plug for what I <laughs> smooth operator. <laughs> Thank you, Adam, for the work that you do in helping people build better systems because that makes a long-term difference. It's funny, but and that's like part of my own identity. And like when I realize, like I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a because I know how to build these systems. I couldn't wait to teach people how to do it, but I think it's now wrapped me up in this. I need like the next shift, you know, I need my next way into doing instead of, or doing instead of just planning. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Plans by themselves are of no use. It's people that make a difference. People without plans are of no use. <laughs> because <laughs> yes. they get lost in the woods. So yeah, it does take both. The pickle though, is when you know what to do and you're not doing it. Like, you mm. know, I know what I need to be doing, right? I need to be documenting this and delegating that. And I need, I know what I need to be doing, but why am I not doing it? Why am I not doing the thing that I know I should be doing? And that's where the mindset gym comes in. 
And what, what I would say there is um, anytime you become aware that you know what to do, but you're not doing it, um, mm -hmm. it, you can let yourself off the hook. Okay. It's, it's not necessarily, hopefully Jocko Willink is not going to break into my house right now. As I say this, um, it's not entirely a, a willpower or a character deficit discipline, not entirely. And, and here's what I mean by that. When you're in your car, you have blind spots. For right. crying out loud, even if you're in a convertible, the back of your head is a blind spot, right? This little piece of skin between your eyes is a blind spot. That's just all mm -hmm. physical constructs have blind spots. You can't see it. Now, it is your responsibility to find ways to look around the blind spot and to know where they are and be aware of them. But if you didn't see it, you didn't see it for crying out loud. Okay, your thinking patterns. What are the thinking patterns of your brain made up? neurons, synapses, these are physical constructs. And wherever there's a physical connection, it creates a blind spot. If your brain can't think of it, it just can't think of it, which is what I mean by it's not entirely your fault. It's not a reflection of a lack of willpower or discipline. However, it is your responsibility to seek out more awareness of where those blind spots are so that we can avoid them and stop crashing into the same obstacles. And this is probably the biggest thing that people who come to the Mindset Gym have in common. They realize that if they maximize who they are as people, their business will naturally fill in that difference. When they think at a higher level, their business doesn't have a choice to, but to go to a higher level. And so right. they're like addicted looking for other blind spots in their thinking patterns. And and you're, you're right. It becomes so addicting. I like part of my own like origin story to this place was when I had to completely shift my job when I was still an employee mm. Mm. and I had to let go of a big part of what I was doing, which was I'm an email marketer by trade. That's how I made my real way into this world. And I had to delegate it. And like, it was easy to teach someone. It was hard to let go of that identity and to grow into the next person that I had to be. But after a couple of days of discomfort, I started to see the bigger picture, but it's like, it's like leaning into discomfort and being okay with being uncomfortable sometimes. Right. Yeah. Just, yeah. It's like, so against the human condition, but we didn't choose this life because it was easy because it was convenient. It's because <laughs> like, we all have this bigger purpose, this thing we're driven to. And I just, I dig it, man. I love it. You can't, you can't not do it. Um, that's a sign that it's who you are when you can't turn it off. You can't not do it. Uh, many times musicians have that, that mental illness. Um, music, uh, it, it's a miserable life. You're working 100 hours a week, making $5 an hour. By the time you string together driving time and practice time and gig time and uh, equipment purchase, and there's nothing. It's no way to make a living. Um, but for the musicians, they can't let it go. They can't not do it. Entrepreneurs many times are in the same boat. They can't not think of ideas. They can't not create. They can't not put value in the out there in the world. The pickle comes when they're accidentally off the beaten path and they've gotten wrapped up in the weeds. Feel like they're mm. thrashing around, thrashing around, not making any progress. And after time, it starts to feel discouraging. It's not a reflection of your character, willpower, or discipline. It just means there's a blind spot in your thinking pattern that has led you there. All we have to do is pick you up, set you on the beaten path and you're ready to go. 
Wow. Dude, that, I don't want to say it like lets you off the hook, but it's, that's not, that's the wrong way of saying it, but it's, it's fighting against everything that the so-called gurus tell us about. You just need more willpower. You need to suck it up and get through it. It's like, you know, you got something that's causing this and you're, you're creating it and free yourself from it. Do your push-ups. You're going to build that, that, that muscle power to get through it. And then you can push through it, but no amount of just, I'm going to put my nose down and just grind is going to solve it. It, it. It's not. And, and it's because of, well, I'm sorry. Not in every case, not in every case, right? I mean, occasionally you do talk to people um, that complain uh, that there's something wrong in their, in their life or business situation. I'm sure you've seen plenty of these people in the work that you do, and they're like, something's wrong here. It just shouldn't be this difficult. It shouldn't be this hard. Um, something's wrong here, and I don't know what it is, and it just shouldn't be this hard. It's like, okay, well, how, how do you mean hard? Like, um, well, I just, I don't have any leads for my business. I just don't have a lead. I don't have enough leads and it shouldn't be this hard to get leads. I was like, okay, well, uh, how many prospecting calls do you make every day? Well, well, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm really busy working on this, but how many do you make? Well, you know, I mean, I just got a lot going on and I might not make as many as I should. How many is that number? Come to find out they haven't made a prospecting call in three years. Okay. So that's not a, uh, this is too hard problem. <laughs> that's a, you're making it harder than it needs to be by avoiding <laughs> picking up the phone. This isn't a reflective business for you. Um, yeah, but okay. Anyway, back, back to the blind spots, because in, in the case I just mentioned, yeah, yeah. You, you need to put in some work. Okay. That that's what's missing here. However, when I say it's not necessarily your fault, what I mean is there's no such thing as working smarter. Your brain can only think of what it can only think of. So trying to work smarter just has your brain thinking of more of the same thing. Well, that's what got you in a situation to start with. We don't need more of that. So if you're working harder, that's just going faster down the wrong road. We can't solve a bad strategy with stubbornness. <laughs> we have to look at the map. Um, in the work I do, that map becomes the mind scan. And that's how we get out of the weeds and back onto the beaten path. Um, wow. I don't, I don't, does that, does that clear up a little bit on why working harder doesn't make a difference? Um, it, it does a lot. I mean, like whatever got you, you're not going to solve what got you here by doing more of what got you here is how I wrap it up in my brain. I mean, it's we have yeah. to put in one phrase. And what got you here is what makes sense to you. It's what made sense right. at the time. Um, there, there's a uh, three things going on uh, back to these pillars and posters that I wish everybody had in their office. Um, working harder isn't going to make a difference in your situation because you're already working hard. I mean, you're not a slacker. You're not like watching TV all day or something. Um, so if you're not a slacker and you're already doing everything you know to do, then more of it isn't really going to make a difference. Working smarter isn't going to make a difference either because you're already doing everything you know to do and everything you know to do makes sense to you. It's not like yeah. there's something that would make more sense. You would already be doing that. So working smarter isn't going to make a difference or it would have by now. You're no dummy. Mm -hmm. Well, what that means is that a breakthrough, the transformation, the aha, eureka moment, well, it first sound like a bad idea. 
made sense to do, you'd already be doing it. And this is why at the Mindset Gym, we don't give you advice. We put you on little bitty bicycles called mindset push-ups because when your body feels a new sensation, your brain forms a new network. And that's what gets you out of the weeds. Mm, I love it. It's uh, those new networks. They they never fail to disappoint us. They They will always challenge us, but... Some of those challenges are pretty fun. I'll be honest. Like, like there's nothing quite like that, that when that breakthrough goes in your mind and you suddenly see it right in front of you and just what that brings to you, the momentum, the clarity, the like complete guilt-free abandonment of all the bullshit that didn't work (laughs) that you think you're supposed to do because some guy on a YouTube video told you to do it or some Facebook reel but you know, it didn't serve you. And now when you're aligned with it, when it's real to you and it's just, Oh man, it's pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah. And all that leads to the idea of, and this is kind of a controversial statement, depending on, on who you're talking to Gary V five years ago would highly disagree with this. Yes, he would. Like the, the idea of the less you work, the more you make, like, how does that all now fit in here? Yeah. Um, sometimes I might restate that as the less you do, the more you make. I might rephrase that um, the less I do, the more I make. Um, and my illustration would be road construction. The guy leaning on his shovel makes $10 an hour and he's working his butt off, like 100 degrees outside, manual labor. Are you kidding me? However, the guy who drives around in an air-conditioned pickup truck he makes $30 an hour, making sure that the $10 an hour people don't lean on their shovels too long. But then the guy making $50 an hour, wiggling his mouse to make blueprints for the roads, he works even less than the guy who drives around in the truck. But then the guy who who hires the people who wiggle their mouses around to make the blueprints, he makes $100 an hour. And he doesn't actually do anything but say, yeah, you can work here. No, you can't. The guy who came up with the idea to have a road construction company at all he makes five thousand dollars an hour and he doesn't do a darn thing so yes the less you do and the more you empower other people to do it for you the more you make you know i've heard it in that way man it's just you know there's so much when we're connecting this in real time to what we're doing and the idea that you know, I can point back to so many times in my life now that I'm able to look and when we have 2020 vision, we look back of the, the times when we were most productive, when we made the most money, it's actually when we were out of that, that grind. And so it, it all makes sense. So I just can't wait to do more pushups, man. Like that's where I'm at with it. I, I love pushups anyway, so let's do more of them. But Jared, this has been an absolute pleasure. Um, I, I always look forward to when we get the chance to talk. This is probably like the fourth or fifth Zoom talk we've had now. Um, yes, yes, sir. So uh, where can the audience find out more about you and even get their own mind scanned, I believe, right? Um, well, yeah, I would say don't believe anything I've said. Uh, test it for yourself. See if you think it's a good fit for you. Um, you're welcome to try the Nobel-nominated mind scan. That'll give you a glimpse into what your mindset is really capable of. And of course, seeing that inspires you as to what your business is really capable of, which is pretty exciting. 
Um, but yeah, no bill nominated mind scan money back guarantee. And you can get that at mindsetperformance.co. Love it, Jared. Dude, thank you so much. I mean, it's such an honor to have our paths crossed. We, we got introduced by a colleague of both of ours, which is the amazing thing about networking. You end up meeting new people and your network just gets expanded, which is how we all get two degrees from Kevin Bacon, which is one of Jared's amazing stories you should totally <laughs> ask him about and ask me about my two degrees from Chris Farley, because it's funny how life works and connects us in this wonderful, intricate web of human relationships. So, dude, thank you so much, Jared. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right, that wraps up for this episode, but don't let the learning stop here. Join us in the Facebook group where we'll be sharing the latest tactical techniques and tricks that we're seeing work in companies just like yours. Go to adamliette.com slash Facebook. That's A-D-A-M-L-I-E-T-T-E dot com slash Facebook.